This is Joseph Barone, Corporate Learning Consultant with A Fool for Learning, and today I'm joined by Ron Citrin of Long and Foster Realty. Before we jump into the topic, let me tell you a bit about my guest. Ron is a leader in the Washington, D.C. real estate scene. He's consistently ranked among the top 1% of realtors nationwide and among the top 30 agents within Long and Foster. Considering that Long and Foster has over 11,000 agents just in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions, this is an amazing achievement. I met Ron at Network Bethesda, the weekly breakfast meeting of our local business professionals where ideas, conversation, and referrals are exchanged. Thank you, Ron, for agreeing to be on my podcast, Foolish Thoughts. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to it. Glad to have you. So, Ron, um, one of the things we, we chatted about a, a while back was that you told me that you have read over 130 different books on manage, management, leadership, uh, teamwork, etc. And to me, this is an amazing, amazing number. It's a fantastic number. It actually blows my mind. Um, is that is that correct that you've read about 130 different books? Uh, so it's not technically correct because the reality is that many of the books I actually listen to. Okay. I find uh, I use a service called Audible, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And what uh, and first off, what I found is most most good many of the good books are available on the Audible selection. The second great thing about Audible that I like is that it lets you vary the speed at which you listen to it. So you could listen to something at just the, the speed that it was initially recorded mm -hmm. at, or 1.25 speed, or 1.5 the speed, or even uh, two times the speed. So sometimes if you get a real slow narration, I can speed it up. Um, and it just, the other thing that allows you to do, if a book, a typical book takes about nine hours to go through on a, from an Audible's perspective, listening to it. So if I speed up the, the, the time by uh, half, or by a quarter, that just sort of reduces that time that I get to hear it as well, which that's is nice. That's excellent. And, and you know, nowadays with, with the way things are going with, with media, it, it, you can do this sort of stuff anywhere, anytime. It's just amazing how much the, the whole audio book uh, uh, ways of doing things have changed. I remember in the 80s, it used to be all on cassettes. I remember that, yes. And, and <laughs> popping them in as you're driving, wherever you're going and listening to it for 20 minutes, a half hour having to flip it over sometimes or would automatically go. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting that now you have a company that kind of pre-selects stuff for you based on your, um, based on your wants and needs. Yeah. I, I believe they're owned by Amazon actually. And so the, uh, I mean, they have a huge selection. And, and so even though much of what we're talking about today is business related books, I mean, there's also fiction, nonfiction, romance. I mean, it's, you name the category. If it's, if it's on Amazon, there's a pretty good chance that, if it's a popular title on Amazon, there's a pretty good chance it's on Audible as well. Well, that's great. Well, thank you. And and what I'd like to do is, although most people would expect us to talk a little bit about um, uh, what may be the latest book you're reading, I, I want to just, just take a step back and, and ask you, how do you determine uh, what book to read? Uh, what happens during the reading of this book? Uh, what comes to your mind? What do you do? Do you take notes? Any of those stuff? And what do you do with all of the knowledge at the end after that book is done? Now, I would guess, based on my limited knowledge, that there are probably over a dozen, two dozen books each month published on leadership, management, teamwork, etc. I know that from my professional journal on learning, they highlight each and every month 
at least three or four. So the, the first question I have for you, even though you have a service to help you, is how do you determine what's the next book you're going to read? Or listen to, I should say. Yeah, listen to, exactly. <laughs> Occasionally, if a book is really good, I might buy it as well, just so I have can turn to mm -hmm. like actually look at the content. Mm -hmm. Or if a book has um, visuals that I think are important to see, then it's obviously worth listening to and purchasing. So, but to answer your question directly, I find the book that's going to capture my imagination the most, or the book that I'm going to have the most interest in, is typically going to be the book that solves what is my biggest problem at the moment. And so the problem can change uh, throughout our lives and throughout our business. It could, it, could be, it could be, for example, if we're talking in a business context, do I have a strategy problem? Do I have a marketing problem? Do I have an advertising issue? Do I have a hiring issue? Is it an organizational um, communication issue? So whatever the issue is, I'll find, well, I need answers to this problem. How do I solve it? Mm -hmm. So the best way to go about that then is to, uh, for me, I'll go on to Audible. I'll, I'll, I'll try and search under that criteria as best I can. Uh, and then if I find one that has a, what looks like either just it resonates right or it has a good number of reviews, that's typically the one that I'll pick. Okay. And, and when you finally decide or determine which book you want based on the particular problem or issue you may be having at the moment here, here in the office, but I, I don't understand because having met your staff, they all seem like great, great people. Um, they are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you do you prepare for it mentally anyway? Or do you just say, I'm going to just jump in and listen to what they have to say and, and be open to whatever? So, so I have a morning routine, and that morning routine is, um, it starts really with just sort of a, a, an espresso and a pad of paper and a pen and just my thoughts, really thinking through what is it that I, I want the day, the week, the month, the year, even the career and the business to look like. It's always some level of, of thinking future forward of what I'm trying to accomplish. What, um, and then it draws back to, okay, so what is the obstacle that's facing me at this moment in time? And, you, and I, I'll look at an obstacle as an opportunity as well, because I, if it's an obstacle to me, pretty good chances are it's an obstacle to everybody else as well. I mean, that's a human thing, right? right. So, so if I look at these obstacles as opportunities and how do I solve it, mm -hmm. I feel that that gives our collective team um, a competitive advantage. Okay. So that, that happens before I've even started listening or, or reading the book. Okay. Uh, then uh, within typically 10 to 15 minutes of that process, our 72 pound poodle Hershey will come up and say, come on, Ron, time to go for a walk. <laughs> And that's the point where uh, we'll typically go for anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes on any given, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And I'll have the headsets in and the Audible book on, and I'll just start, uh, you know, listening, mm -hmm. going right through it. Audible does give you the option, if you hear something that's like, wow, that was really good, you can actually um, clip, the, they, they call it a clip, where you can actually mark that section of the book so you can come just back oh, to that. Because uh, obviously a paper-based book, you'd have the ability to, mm -hmm. you know, to earmark things. Mm -hmm. You can't do that with an Audible mm -hmm. book, but they do give you the ability to do it that okay. way. And can you click as many times as you want, clip as many times as you want? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you do basically all of your reading or listening as you're walking the dog in the morning. Do you set any other time during the day to say, you know, this is a really pressing problem. I need to figure this out, or I'm going to spend 10 minutes every afternoon listening to it in addition to the time you spend in the morning when you walk the dog? Uh, so a, a sec, so that, that'll be my primary time. 
And the secondary benefit of that is that one is I'm outside and I'm walking, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting, you know, we got a couple of good things happening mm -hmm. at the same point there. So uh, as a real estate agent, I'm spending a fair amount of time in the car as well. And the car can be a great time to do this with one caveat, whatever, I think what, and I think it's from the books I've learned, this is called the recency bias. And so whatever you're listening to, whatever you are hearing most recently is gonna frame to some extent uh, the next conversation that you walk into. So if I'm listening to something um, about culture, for example, mm -hmm. uh, and then I walk into a meeting that's about uh, strategy, I'm, I may say, but our strategy has to involve culture because mm -hmm. that recency bias is impacting me. So this could be a positive or a negative. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful. If I'm going into a, um, let's say a listing presentation to meet with a seller mm -hmm. and I need to make sure my mind is on them, right? I gotta be hundred percent focused on them. So many times I will not listen to anything on the way to appointment like that because I find I'm getting, I'm putting the, it's not that the information coming into my head is the wrong information, but it's, it's, I'm not, it's not putting me in a position right. to enter my next meeting focused on what I need to be focused on. So right. you have to be careful right. on that. But if a long car trip to like, you know, just Saturday going back and forth, then it's easy to listen to it. Yes. Okay. So, so one great thing. So in the morning, but not before meeting with a client, because you right. really want to focus on the needs of the client as opposed to what your particular needs are. That's really excellent to think about having to adjust to each client as you as you meet with them. So one of the last questions I have for you on this is, okay, you finished your book. You, you have this problem you wish to solve. You hopefully have gotten some answers to, to the problem that you wish to solve. What do you do at the end of it? How do you share, do you, first, do you share this information with the people in the office? How do you share this with the people in the office? And how do you ensure that the message is repeated over and over on a regular basis so that they get the message and incorporate that into that, their daily work life? Yeah, that's a great question. So how do you execute on what you've learned? Because learning is great just for the sake of learning, mm -hmm. but it's not, the real value is what you do with the information that you've right. taken in. And we, there's a number of ways we act on it. First off, not all learning is actionable. Sometimes you just need to let things sit and percolate and, mm -hmm. and stew for a bit, and they may resurface at a later point in time. Mm -hmm. What I have found is, um, let's say I hear something, I think, oh, this is such a great idea, I wanna do it. Mm -hmm. So what we, what we actually have uh, in our office is a parking lot of ideas. You just have to get the, the concept of what this is in, in the parking lot so it's not forgotten. The next step is what, and we break it down, what parking lot does it go into? Does it go into the sales parking lot, the marketing parking lot, mm -hmm. the operations parking lot, the leadership parking lot, right? We have different parking lots mm -hmm. or the goal setting parking lot. Where does it belong? And who's gonna ultimately be responsible for doing it? Cause it may or may not be me. Then I meet, our team meets collectively. We have several meetings a week. We have daily huddles. Mm -hmm. We talk about what's happening. You know, those are shorter meetings, just making sure we're all in sync. Are, are they more like a kind of like a, a scrum, like a 15 minute type meeting we in the try morning? To, we try to keep it that way. It's okay. really what are the activities we're doing today mm -hmm. so we're all in sync. Um, but, but something like this could leak into there, but it shouldn't be a primary part of it, right? Because that would be an inappropriate use of it. But then we have a Tuesday meeting with all the team agents. And we, um, well, let's say we learned, a new, I learned a new concept. That would be a time for me to share it. Mm -hmm. 
And then we have a marketing meeting with all the, the marketing team every Monday. Um, and that marketing meeting, uh, and then I have a leadership meeting every Wednesday with the, what I call the leaders of the organization. Mm -hmm. And so depending on where this particular idea fits, I want to introduce it into the right meeting, mm -hmm. get it on paper, and then ultimately assign it for somebody to do with a, with a you know, we say who's going to do what by when. That's how we like to think of it. Okay. And then, and then, uh, then it takes on a life of its own, and it's the uh, accumulation of getting these things done is where the real value is. Listening to one book is nice, but it's not going to get you anything. It's really, it's, it's the idea that this is a, 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 a culture of learning and doing mm -hmm. is really where the value is. Okay. So, so do you periodically bring up these ideas? Let's say you have a, a leadership meeting um, this week. Do you come back to that idea, let's say, in a month or two months, or do you have a weekly email that you send out and say, okay, our leadership thoughts for the day, for the week, month, or X, Y, and Z, and you kind of, kind of repeat them on a regular basis? Because as you know, and you've kind of alluded to this, learning is not just a one-time thing, although some things might be one-time thing. Really learning and ingraining that into your, ingraining that into your everyday operation is an everyday type of repeatable thing. So do you do that here in the office? So, so, so yeah, and it presents itself many ways. So we, we think of the first is we call the, the concept, the big thing that we learn. We, we self-identify that mm -hmm. as a rock. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, what are your big rocks? Mm -hmm. That's, you can read a lot of books that use the concept for rocks, or you can call it a priority, whatever it may be. But typically a rock or priority is, is something that takes a certain amount of time to do. It's not like just, oh, I can just knock it out in five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. it, it could take a eight hours, 10 hours. It, it may need to span several weeks. So once we've identified a rock or priority that we want to actually tackle, mm -hmm. and, we, and, we, and we, we address that in the leadership meeting, then we sign that to the in-progress. Okay. Now that it's in the in-progress, the in-progress has its own what I'll call a worksheet flow. It's a, uh, that basically says who's doing what by when and what are the due dates. And, and, and it's also identifying what are the, the next steps and dependencies. This way we have a, 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 a flow of tasks that, um, you know, by the end of week one, this is done. By the end of week two, this is done. By the end of week three, this is, that's done. But the leadership meeting, what it gives us by having this in writing, what it gives us the ability to do is go back and look at, are we making progress on these priorities mm -hmm or these rocks so that we're making some um, headway. And most important, whenever you pick a priority or rock, um, is it always needs to tie into what is the three-year vision? What is the one-year goal? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we trying to do this right. quarter? So you make sure that there's, and this is what's, if you do all this right, then you're creating this alignment between whoever's doing the work, whoever's using the work, someone, the person creating it is different than the person using it, mm -hmm. and does this all, uh, flow to the, you know, upward to allow the entire organization to reach its goals and visions. Okay, excellent. Um, anything else you want to add to this? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, initially, when you approached me, you said, uh, you know, the word leadership kept coming up. And I went back in preparation for this podcast with you. And I went and found all the titles of all the books that I've read. And then I sorted them into the categories for which they fit in. Turns out the category of leadership, I've read fewer books on leadership, I think only three, than any other category. But what I've learned from reading all the other categories is combined is the cumulative effect of the information mm -hmm. is allowing, or at least I hope it is, mm -hmm. I hope my team feels that it is, it's allowing me to be a better leader because mm -hmm. I can bring 
these shared, you know, these experiences that I'm gaining, I can now share with the group, um, which helps, um, which is my primary role in the group right. is to be the leader. Um, and I hope through all the things that I've been studying that it is allowing me to do that better. Well, you can't be, you know, one of the top 30 agents in Long and Foster without having this accumulated knowledge from reading a variety of different uh, books and articles or listening, whether it be on, on leadership or storytelling or business fundamentals or how to grow your, your, your company, et cetera. So you, you can't be that unless you, you've been able to take this, really synthesize it, pick the best pieces and, and use that to make your operation and your office the best that there is. So let me just take a moment to say thank you very much, Ron. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, with me today to talk with me about how do you approach uh, a new book using a particular product? How do you go about figuring it out? How do you then take that and implement that into your particular business. So I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. And just to let our readers know, we'll have a couple more podcasts with Ron um, uh, coming up on, on similar topics. Um, and so let me just take this moment to once again say thank you very much, Ron. This is Joseph Barone, uh, uh, Chief Learning Consultant of A Fool for Learning, signing out. Remember, learn, perform, succeed.